Welcome back, guys. This is our podcast, Show Your Stripes. I am Allie, and I am here with Will. I am here somehow. I haven't lost my mind yet. And we are going to be uh, recapping this last two games against Toronto. I think today went a lot better than any of us were expecting. Yesterday was a little bit of a disappointment, but I think today definitely made up for that. Yeah, yesterday's game was, I feel like it kind of embodied the last few games in a whole nutshell kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, the score should have been 3-3, but the defense let us down again. And two of the uh, runs that the Blue Jays needed to win, the two runs they used to win, were unearned. So, yeah. That was, that was yeah. I definitely think yesterday was completely winnable, but our defense just, it's gotten to the point that it's just so many mistakes lately. I mean, how we've had, what, eight unearned runs in yeah, the last? It, it, I saw a stat yesterday. It was like eight unearned runs for the Tigers over their last three games, that being Tuesday through Thursday. And that is unacceptable for any major league ball club. I don't care what what your what your record is. You cannot have eight hundred runs in a matter of that that short amount of time. Crazy, definitely not something we needed going on yesterday. But I think, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. I think that today actually, when it was so unexpected, I really did not. Going in today, I did not think they were going to win or pull it off. I mean, um, I was hopeful, but I really did not expect it. And I guess it was a very shocking matter, to say the least. Yeah, it it seems to be like whenever they have a lineup that makes me think that they're going to be selling, they actually end up winning the game. Because today's lineup, like I said on paper, it was not good. But they ended up somehow pulling it out. And they ended up losing with the lineup that I thought they might have won with yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I feel that is very common for us. It's it's on par for this team. Whenever you think something good's going to happen, it doesn't. But yet, then you're like, oh, we're never going to, nothing's going to go good with this game. And then all of a sudden, they're able to pull off so many runs and different hits. So, I mean... I don't know. Yesterday's game was just frustrating, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, let's get into that one now. The obviously the final score was five to three, and like I said, it should have been three to three. I don't know what the final could have been, but the score, the Tigers lost basically an easily winnable game. They just let it get out of their own hands. Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the it was weird. The Tigers had four hits yesterday. All of them were extra base hits, which is usually not the case with this offense. Yeah, no. Definitely not. It was two home runs and two doubles. And, I mean, that sounds good on paper, but we were 0 for 6 with runners in scoring precision yesterday. Which, I mean, that is not good. I'm just putting it bluntly. I mean, for crying out loud, I'm looking at the numbers here. Miguel Cabrera yesterday was 0 for 3 with a walk, but had but left five men on base, which is very uncharacteristic of him. Yeah, definitely. That is really, that's pretty high for him. Yeah, I mean, 
And it wasn't like the, the Blue Jays had their best arm out there. They had Yusei Kikuchi on the mound, who was, I mean, he was dominant yesterday, let's be honest. The only run that the, ti- that the Tigers got off across of him was from a Willie Castro home run in the second inning. And I thought maybe they could score off of him, because especially considering in the past, I know that the Tigers have had success off of him, especially Eric Haas. He hit his first home run last year against him. Yeah. So I thought, like, on paper that they would be able to at least put something across, but but no, they ended up, I mean, four hits, and it's not going to win you a ball game. I don't care how many runs you score. I mean, when you're three RBIs, one is on a sack fly, and the other two are solo shots, I don't think it's going to win you much of a ball game. No, we, you need more than that. You need people actually on base getting bringing in those runs, which was just not the case yesterday. I mean, it was nice. It was nice to see Willie and Scope both get their home runs yesterday because I know those two have been very light on homers this season. So, Yeah, the whole game really sum it up. You can basically take a look at that eighth inning, the top of the eighth in that game. You had a Victor Reyes leadoff double. Robbie Grossman reaching on an error, because that's basically the only thing he would reach on. Let's be honest. Javi Paez walked, and then they had the bases loaded with nobody out, They and then Miggy popped out the right field. Haas scored on a... Haas brought in a run on a sack fly, and then Gamer Candelario grounds out after Romano comes in. I mean, it all just comes down to us leaving way too many people on base again. I mean, I feel that's just been such a big problem with this team this season is how many times we've either A, loaded the bases and brought in no runs, or B, had just players on base and bringing in no runs. Neither of which are good. Yeah, I can remember back in, I think it was April, when Badu was still up here, he got on, I think it was in the eighth inning in a leadoff triple. And we couldn't score them. Um, yeah. And, and it's been a thing going on all season. This team just cannot hit in the clutch, it seems. No. The only like, ones who I could say can like, lightly do it probably would be Eric Haas, um, Riley Green, and maybe even Victor Reyes. What? Yeah. But, um, I mean, we've seen that this week. So, or, so, yes, but there's not that many else. Not that many others that can seem to do it but like i said the game yesterday could have been won if the if the defense did not let us down because you had javi Baez making his 13th error of the season which by the way that is he is now tied for the second most errors in the major leagues i think two other players and then isn't bobby witt jr now in the highest, yeah, I believe, with 14. That, I believe. There's an account. Okay. I think I follow the MLB errors account. And I think I saw that earlier. But I, I could check it. But I think that's what it was. I believe so, too. I think it got changed. I think he hit that or had that 14th error today. So. Gotta, still, that is a ridiculous amount of errors for what? 100. We're at 100 games. So, I mean. 13 errors is way too many. That should not be happening. And I mean, it's 
been a constant thing. And I mean, I look at it as when, I mean, Torque was up here, how many times he saved Javi from having more airs. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Air- it's Bobby Witt Jr. leads the major leagues in errors of 14. And then you have uh, Jeremy Pena, Ryan McMahon, and Javi Baez all tied with 13. And I don't even know how many errors. I think Baez, it seems, has had like at least three errors within the past week because yeah. Torque is there to save him. Yeah, and it shows. It really shows. I mean, that was one thing I definitely was worried about when Torque got sent back down. So it's showing there because Javi just can't make those throws to first easy. And and I know we talked about this in our last pod episode too, but it literally keeps happening. And uh-huh. for a guy we paid what was like 140 million over over 6 years, you should not and a guy who's so like raved about his glove and defensive metrics, sure he can make the great plays, but he can't make he makes routine plays look way harder than they need to be. Yeah. Completely. And it's just, it's costing this team too much at this point. I mean, going back to, I mean, yes, yesterday, the other air with um, Haas, but we easily could have avoided at least one of those airs yesterday. You had the two, Haas was on Wednesday, they had Baez yesterday, and then Candelario had another air. But I mean, his his hitting has make has made up for his his uh, errors recently. So I can't really criticize well, the man for that. He's he's been on a good hot streak, so it's really hard to criticize that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the pitching was yesterday. Like, the pitching was not terrible. I'm looking at the numbers here. You have Tyler Alexander started for the first time since I believe April 29th. And he took the loss, but only because of that error. He went four innings, allowed five hits, three runs, only two were earned, walked one, struck out one. And and the big thing that killed him was the Matt Chapman. I believe his second home run, I think, killed him. Or no, it was the first home run. It was first. I'm sorry. His first one was, like, I think a a mistake pitch. And he knew it was a mistake because I remember you seen it. He, like, ducked down the mound. He just dropped down. Like he knew yeah, that he instant knew. that that he knew he that made ball a mistake. Was gone. Which just, I mean, that sucks. And I, it was very obvious that that was just a that mistake pitch cost it. Oh, so. yeah. But it's definitely. I, yeah, um, it's, it's definitely. definitely sucks for him because I mean Matt Chapman was like on another level even tonight he hit another one I know he just I I mean just I was like can we please just stop pitching I mean I know you tweeted that can we just stop pitching to him because god I feel like it's just a disaster waiting to happen when he was up to bat yeah I mean luckily our bullpen seemed to do good against him the rest of the night but I mean other than on held to Jesus who gave up the second mm-hmm. one he hit which I'm gonna be honest I'm not sure why he pitched and why he's still on the major league team but um I mean he's not terrible but like you gotta use him and sit you gotta know when to use him mm-hmm. definitely I mean compared to yesterday compared to yes our our bullpen tonight 
compared to yesterday, I mean, I feel there was major differences going on between them. Yesterday, they seemed to do okay, but I think tonight was a lot of, it was a bigger difference with being able to get them off and strike out wise. Yeah, I mean, yesterday the Tigers had five strikeouts as a team um, by the pitchers and by the and by the hitters, they struck only six. So there was not a whole lot of um, strikeouts by both teams in that game. But um, yeah. but yeah, I'm looking back at the hitting here. Um, you had Robbie Grossman one for three. He had one of the two doubles and walked once. Javi Baez was 0 for three with a walk. Miguel Cabrera 0 for three with a walk. Haas was 0 for three with a sack fly. Candelario was 0 for 4, but he made up for it tonight, so we don't have to worry about that. Scope was 1 for 4 with that with that solo shot in the seventh. Um Willie Castro was 1 for 4 with that solo shot in the second inning. And he also made a pretty hell of a catch to rob Vlad Jr. of extra bases. I believe it was in the it was either the sixth or the seventh. I'm not sure which one it was, but I mean It was a pretty insane catch. I was one to say back when Willie got converted into an outfielder that that this experiment wasn't going to work. I mean, sure, he has his lapses out there, but he's been relatively flawless in the outfield as of recent, at least. Yeah, I agree. And he's been he's, he seems to have been picking up a little bit better, even over the last few weeks. I've noticed it's been a lot better in the outfield. I mean, and that, I mean, it's going to keep him along around here a lot longer, I think, with his now flexibility to play. Because now you can play him at second, short, third, basically everywhere except catcher, catcher and uh, first base, I believe you could play him now. Yeah, which we definitely need more players who are more versatile around because we obviously seem, when I mean, I just look at like our first base right now and how that's going. So we obviously need players that are a little bit more well-rounded with where they're playing at. And yeah, look, going back to the numbers here, you got Harold Castro 0 for 4 with two strikeouts and Victor Reyes was 1 for 3 with a double and the run scored. Excuse me. But, but like I said, I mean, the errors killed us in that game because... Again, if those two runs didn't score, what? Who knows what could have happened? It definitely easily could have been our game, especially with how they've been doing, picking up the lead towards the end of the innings lately. With our last few games, I feel like we've been pushing through all the way to the end. So, who knows what would have happened if we didn't have those errors? Yeah, I mean, what? I'm going to be honest, like, the errors need, like, I feel like the errors tonight, like I said, weren't gone, so something obviously was said about it, but I felt like two errors a day seemed to be becoming a daily occurrence, at least to me, but now, uh, obviously they fixed that issue, at least today. Yeah, let's hope they can keep that up. That would be... it will be very helpful if they can actually stop with these defensive errors 
I mean, I think that was, I think that was the biggest thing this week with making, with how we lost some of our games is because of those errors. Yeah. I mean, I mean, another thing I'm looking at here, basically everybody in the Blue Jays lineup, other than uh, Teoscar Hernandez and Santiago Espinal had a hit for the Blue Jays in their starting nine. So the pitching was giving, I mean, they were not hitting with runners on, it seemed, because they allowed, they were two for eight with runners in scoring position and left 16 men on the bags, which is not good. But I think the Blue Jays just did just enough to win that game yesterday. Because it was definitely a Tigers, it seemed like the Tigers could have struck back at any point, but they just, when Jordan Marano, or Romano came in in the eighth, he just shut him down. Completely. I 100% agree. Yeah, and I knew it was going to happen, too, because that dude is lights out. He is probably one of the best closers uh, in baseball. I wouldn't say the best because, I mean, Edwin Diaz is probably the best right now, but... But um, yeah, he's up there in terms of high-level closers. Oh, I mean, go- going into that, it was very unlikely for us to be able to get back up in there with those runs towards the end. I mean, unless your name is like Aaron Judge. I mean, he was, I think, the only guy who's blown a ended up blowing a save off of Romano. Yeah, I mean, that guy's on some next-level crap this season, so. I mean, I want to kind of go into the side tangent about Judge now. I, I honestly don't know how many home runs that dude's going to hit now. I'm just thinking about it. I mean, are I you mean, kidding me? We're recording this on the 29th, and he has 41 home runs. Two of them being from tonight alone. And, I mean, just like, put it in perspective, Miguel Cabrera, when he hit the Triple Crown in 2012, I believe he hit 44 or 43. He's yeah. already there. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. I don't, I mean, I read something about projected at like 65 or home runs or something like that, but I have a feeling it's going to be even higher than that. If he keeps yeah, the way, seen, he, if he keeps up the way he's going. I've seen something that's like since his second home run, he's on a pace to hit like 74. That's insane. That is an insane amount of home runs. I feel like I just go on Twitter every night and it's just, Judge hit another homer in the game. Like, it's just a constant thing for him to be hitting homers, like, every night, every other night. I mean, and even tonight, the um, the home runs he hit, he joined elite company in terms of Yankees that have hit 40 home runs by the end, but before the month of August. It, the list before tonight was, was uh, Babe Ruth with 41, and what was... The, forgot his name it was um roger maris had 40 and he tied and uh, tied maris and passed him and he tied ruth tonight with that second home run that's that's absolutely insane it's i'm looking at another article here from uh sarah langs of slangs on sports on twitter she, she writes that uh, Judge is now on pace to hit 66 home runs this season. 
which would break the all-time home run record for a Yankee in a season, which is from Roger Maris in 1961 when he hit 61. I mean, I don't even have words. I don't even, I mean, at the beginning of the season, to be, I'm going to be honest, like, I did not like him that much. Like, I did not really, especially after seeing him when we played the Yankees at the beginning of the season. But, I mean, you can't help but, like, that, I mean, it's he's showing that he's a g- amazing player. I mean, I mean, you you can't, like, as a baseball fan, you just got to sit back and admire it. I mean, I can't hate the man for this. No. We're I mean, seeing stuff that we haven't seen since, like, you or I were infants in terms of age. Because the last time somebody get, has on a pace like this, I was not even, well, I was alive, but I was, like, not even a year old yet. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, it's baseball history there. And I know we had a couple of years ago John Carlos Stanton at 59 and I I thought oh heck he's going to he's going to hit 60 and well, of course he didn't but I mean I'm I honestly believe Judge will get there and blow past that. I mean 41 home runs by the end of July that is insane. Yeah. He's he's got to blow past that. I mean there's still so much time. I mean there's still what how I mean, we still have two months, two, three months left for him. I'm thinking here, I'm trying to see what the Yankees, like how many games they played. I think it's probably be something like 60 games or something like that. 61, 62, 60 games. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of time left. So it's definitely going to be, I'm very intrigued to see what that final number is going to be at the end of the season. Yeah, so it'll be 60. I got 61 games to hit. 20 home runs or more, and he's already done double that in in about that less amount of time. Yeah, so it is very likely to happen. I, I mean, a plus in the fact he's playing at Yankee Stadium half the time is going to help him. I mean, I'm not going to say that that ballpark is a, is a uh, joke of a stadium, but I mean, a lot of the home runs there are assisted by Yankee Stadium, let's be honest. But it's still impressive to see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, mini tangent over on that. We'll go ahead and move on to the second game, which is the more positive thing and the more, more main focus of the episode today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Tigers win the second game 4-2 to two today. That game was, unfortunately, on Apple TV+, Plus, which um, was not good. It was awful. No. I mean, I, there was te- technical errors within the first 10 minutes of the broadcast. I don't know. I understand that they're trying to diversify the broadcasting, but I just do not like Apple TV. I really don't. I don't think anybody does. I mean, even like, I mean, if there's like one thing that most baseball fans can agree on is that Apple TV broadcasts are are like terrible. Yeah, I had ter- I had like Blue Jays fans commenting on my twitter page about how they were in equal they had mutual agreements about the apple tv broadcasting so it's obvious that it's not just us that dislikes it i mean it was 
I mean, well, that was pretty, it was pretty bad. Let's just put it at that. And so, yeah, obviously the Tigers won the night four to two. Um, you had nine hits by the Tigers tonight. And unlike last night, um, I mean, yes, a lot of them were extra base hits. I'm looking at it here. Uh, five of those hits were for extra bases, which is, which is extremely rare for this offense. Let's be honest. Very. I was impressed with. I was honestly impressed with the amount of extra base hits we had tonight. Yeah, Javi Baez with the double, Riley Green with the double, Victor Reyes with the double, Candelario with the double, and then Willie Castro with another home run. Which that one, that home run was a laser. Like yeah. I don't even know how that got out. I, I was listening to it on the radio, and Dan, I don't even think once expected it to get out. Uh uh-uh, no, I I listened to the him call it on one of the Twitter pages and he definitely did not realize that that was going out and usually he's really good about calling those, so Yeah, um so I'm looking at it here, you have Riley Green was one for four with two runs scored and a walk. Victor Reyes three for five with a double and an RBI, Javi Baez two for four. Harold Castro, one for four. Jamer Candelario, one for five. Uh, Willie Castro, one, one for four with that home run. Jonathan Scope was 0 for three, although he almost had a home run of his own. Yeah, that got, it was, that was close. Uh, Tucker Marnhart, 0 for four with two strikeouts. It, I'll probably get into a segment of, of just going on, uh, explaining why I don't think he should be on the roster in a minute, but. But then they have Akil Badu, 0 for 2 with a walk and a strikeout. I mean, I mean, I don't know what more you can ask for from the offense, especially one without, without Miguel. Yeah, I mean, I I was on it. I like I said, I was honestly shocked with how well they did tonight. I was not expecting it. I'm very happy to see it. It's definitely. It's nice to get those little, these nice games that bring your hope up a little bit higher again. But especially, especially considering it was off of Alec Manoa. Yes. When I first saw that, I was very concerned about tonight because, I mean, he's a really good starting pitcher. Um, he went five and. Five and one-thirds, seven hits, four runs, all earned, walked one, struck out four, and hit, allowed one home run. And then obviously exited the game with a bruise, on, I believe, on his right arm With uh, after getting hit, by, hit in the arm with a comebacker from Jonathan Scope. So, and I think, he'll, I think he's okay from what I read, but, like, it's not exactly the way you want to leave a ball game. No, I mean... I know, I think it was after the fifth inning, he was already at, though, like an 83 pitch count, too. Like, they were, our offense really were working to full count on their at-bats. Like, I was genuinely shocked by that, that we were going, they were, a lot of them were working to full counts and really getting the, the high pitch count. I mean, I think the first inning was 24. Four pitches? Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, when you can work a guy of like Manoa's quality to a 24-pitch first inning, you know you're doing something right. Yeah. Definitely um, was surprising. And 
I'll get to the pitching side for the Tigers here for a second because I want to mention the Tigers only allowed four hits for the Blue Jays lineup, which includes Vlad Jr. and some of the best names in all of baseball. That's, I mean, impressive in its own right, especially considering the fact when you have Brian Garcia as your starting pitcher, who who wasn't bad. Um, as much as I would think he would have been horrible, but he was actually not bad at all. Yeah, I did find it a little ironic that his first strikeout of the night was to Vlad. <laughs> it was it was pretty nuts. I mean, he went three and two-thirds innings, three hits, two runs, which were both earned, walked two, struck out three, and allowed the one home run, which was again to Matt Chapman, which I feel like they should just intentionally walk that man every time he faces us now. Yeah, I feel just like that would be... Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a lot better of an idea. I don't know. I mean, I feel like he was just homering constantly with this uh, against us. So I guess we'll see what happens tomorrow. Obviously, um, because Mark Garcia didn't go five, which I think this is a stupid rule, he doesn't get the win. It goes to Will Vest, who went one inning, or one in the third innings, and allowed only the one hit. And after that, the Blue Jays did not. The Blue Jays did not get a single hit, and they only had one base runner through the final four innings of the game. The bullpen was lights out tonight. I mean, I'm looking at it here. You had Foley was one. Foley came in. He went a lot, one inning, struck out two. Joe Jimenez struck out the side. Michael Fulmer, one hit, one inning, walked one and struck out two. And then Gregory Soto, one inning, one strikeout. The whole bullpen was lights out. It was impressive. I even like, even Soto tonight, when I saw he was warming up, obviously, you know, heart rates tend to increase a little bit with that. But even he did good tonight. I mean, our bullpen was just dominating. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers here. I mean, I mean, it's hard to believe they all, that the Blue Jays only had four hits against us the entire night and and be no hit through the last four. I mean, that's extremely uncharacteristic, especially considering how Apple TV was kind of like hyping up the Blue Jays the entire game. Oh, yes. You definitely noticed. I definitely noticed that. I feel like our team was constantly just slightly bring, being brought down a little bit there. I mean, even at the end of the game, I even noticed they said, the Blue Jays lo- lose this one to the Tigers. I'm like, what is this, a Blue Jays broadcast on Sportsnet? Yeah, no. It's it not. seemed to me, at least, that the the commentators were heavily biased against the Tigers. I feel like that's been the case for every game that's been on Apple TV, too. Like, it's not just tonight. It's definitely been a... I mean, we've been on three games there now, and I believe the uh, you could make a case that the Diamondbacks-Tigers game was a little more mixed because both teams are not good in that game. Yes. But, like, in the Yankees and the Yankees-Tigers game, you could tell it was a Yankee, bo- a Yankee bias, and in this one oh, you could yeah. tell there was, a hell of, there was a hell of a Blue Jays bias in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let alone the broadcasters. Then you got, I mean... I don't know. I feel the umps tonight, too, were a little bit all yeah, over they were, the place. Yeah, they were a little suspect. And 
I, I mean, I, hey, I'm, most of the umpiring mistakes I saw were actually in our favor, which I'll have to read the um, scorecards page tomorrow morning to see exactly yes. what happened. But, but um, it did, there were, it it did seem to me, a little bit. It seemed to me it. there were a lot of, of like close pitches that went the Tigers away tonight. I know. But I, I did notice that too. And that's a little bit shocking because that tends to never happen for us. So. I mean, the only I umpiring mean, thing you could make an argument that was frustrating about was that um, I'm putting finger quotes up uh, interference at first base in the first inning again, or was in the second inning against Candelario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that. And I don't understand the rule, and I think it was like the fourth time we had something similar to that happen this season. And quite honestly, I'm not sure why that play is not reviewable because. It happens quite a bit. Yeah, I definitely was confused about that one. It definitely was a little bit frustrating. I mean, it is what it is. I guess there was nothing we could do about it, but still, I'm still confused about that one. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me because, like, at least from what I saw, it looked like that Candelaria did not even run into the throw. I guess they called him out of the baseline or something, but I couldn't tell that he did anything wrong. Even Vlad, when he dropped the ball, he even said, oh, that's my bad. Yeah, like, it, it was I obvious how I think the players felt about it, and then just I mean, did not go our way. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we'd pro- I'd probably be more upset about it if we didn't win this game, but, like, I don't understand. That's one thing I wish they could review, because I know review covers a lot of things, but there's always, like, those niche things that, Replay doesn't cover, and that's one of them. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, back to... I'm going to look at the Blue Jays lineup here. The Blue Jays were, like, <laughs> shut down tonight. They basically had no offense tonight. Seemed like they had swapped... Like, like did we swap offenses with them or something? Like, my God. Vlad Jr. was one for three with a strikeout. Alejandro Kirk, 1-for-4 with a strikeout. Teoscar Hernandez, 0-for-4 with a strikeout. Kevin Biggio, 0-for-4 with two strikeouts. Lourdes Goriel, 0-for-3 with a run score to walk and two strikeouts. Matt Chapman, 1-for-3 with a home run and a strikeout. Ramel Tapia, 1-for-3 with an RBI. Bo Bichette, 0-for-1 off the bench. Santiago Espinal, 0-for-3. And Zach Collins, 0 for 3. It was there was basically no offense from the Blue Jays outside of those two um those two runs scored. I mean 11 strikeouts tonight. That's compared to what the 5 yesterday. I mean that's I think it was that's 6 crazy. yesterday. 6. Yeah. I mean and it's especially shocking considering um only the starting pitcher uh, Brian Garcia only struck out three, so so eight of them just came from the from the bullpen. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm looking at it here from the. It looks like from the sixth, seventh, and eighth, sixth, seventh, and eighth innings when the when the Blue Jays only went um, had only ten at bats and and were retired. What was it? It would have been ten at bats with only the walk and a bunch of strikeouts. They struck out in that those let in the sixth, seventh, and eighth. 
they struck out seven times of those ten bat at bats in those innings. That's insane. I mean that that's a hefty number. They were just getting dominated in those middle innings there. Yeah. I mean and that just makes me look at it. I mean, I'm very interested to see if if and who is going to get traded. I mean, especially just with how heavy I mean how dominating our bullpen has been these past I mean I mean just this season alone that's exactly it I'm thinking because you'd have to think they'd have some some uh scouts on hand to watch that especially considering you have you had Joe Michael and Gregory Soto all pitched tonight and those three names have been thrown around as trade trade bait quite a point recently so to see them perform the way they did, that probably brought in a bunch of attention. Yeah, so it will be it will be interesting to see what happens there, and because I mean it's ob- I mean it's pretty obvious that something's going to happen with one or more of them. So, I mean, in an ideal world, I'm going to say this: if I had to be the GM for a day and had to de- to uh, trade some people, I would probably probably trade. Trade Fulmer, uh, trade Chafin, as much as I'd hate to say it, he probably wouldn't come back. And probably trade, see what Soto would get. If you get a good offer for him, keep, trade him. But if you don't get one, keep him. And I don't think, I don't think Joe is going anywhere, so I'd keep him too. I hope, I honestly hope he stays. I, I, he's been, I mean, today he, it was, I mean, he had, Three straight, three back-to-back strikeouts. Yeah, he struck out the side. I mean, as long as they don't trade Scooble, I would be completely fine with what they do. As long as they can get some decent players in return, so that this is not like a full-on rebuild, more than like more like a retooling and kind of like resupply that farm system. Yeah, no, he's Scooble's the one that if he gets traded, I don't know. That's the one that I just can't seem to let let go there. I just can't see it happening. I'm going to be honest. I just can't see it. Because, like, especially with the Mariners getting getting um, Luis Castillo tonight, I think that takes them out of that equation. So who yeah. would trade for him? Like, the Mets don't need any starting pitching. They only They need bullpen help. I cannot think of a team that really needs starting pitching other than the Yankees, and I don't think they've been involved in trade talks for him. No, I know I saw a few people talking about that on Twitter, but I really, I don't, I don't think it will happen. I just really hope it doesn't happen. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that are feeling that way too, though. So I think it would be a very dumb move from Avila to do that. I feel like if that does happen, people are going to be like showing up Comerica the night of like, cause I know, I know the trade deadline is I think 6 PM on Tuesday, which I wanted to say, I didn't know it was at six this year. Cause it's been at four in years past. And I'm like, why is it at six? But, um, I'm thinking if, if they trade school, I feel like there's going to be like a, a protest outside of Comerica park the night of, to be honest, that would not shock me at all. I really would not be surprised if that happens. Yeah, I'm just... I mean, 
hopefully it doesn't get to that point. But if it does, that would not shock me at all. Yeah, I'm really hoping that Avila at least uses his, like, two brain cells to at least know what he's doing when it comes to the deadline, because I'd rather not have to blow up the core than if I can help it. As long as, long as if you can, like, keep most of the guys around and kind of, like, retool for next season, whatever happens, happens then. As long as you can keep most of the guys around, um, I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's starting to seem like our offense is somewhat coming alive. I mean, let's hope it stays that way. I hope I'm not jinxing anything right now. But I feel like, at least since the break, they've been getting a little bit better. Because, I mean, I know the games before our break were just horrendous. So Yeah, they haven't been shut out in a week, which is, I mean, something, right? Yeah, that says a lot when you don't have a shutout within a week of, or of games. Because I feel like getting shut out has been just a very constant thing with us. Yeah, I'm just going to check trade rumors real quick. We got, um, there's nothing on here that's really, uh, that I haven't read already, but I'm just hoping that um they know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's all we can hope for. Because I feel like up until the deadline passes, I'm just going to be like on the edge of my seat, just hoping that they don't completely just say, ah, oh, eh, fuck it, we're just going to go ahead and tank for, for some draft pick, which will probably end up ruining anyway. I definitely, until it is passed, it's definitely going to be an interesting few days. It's definitely stressful. Every time I see, um, every time I see a notification pop up, I'm like, oh God, like it's coming, it's happening. Something's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I just hope that um, if Al botches this, Chris will actually know what to do and actually fire him for once. But I feel like he probably, even if he does botch it, I feel like Chris will be so inept that he wouldn't even fire him. Yeah, that also definitely would not shock me. I mean, let's be, it's obvious that he has been here far too long than he should have been, and nothing's being done with that. I mean, I know we've talked about that a lot, so... I won't necessarily get into it again, but. Yeah. Um, so I think we can go ahead and wrap things up. We'll just go ahead and preview the next few games before we uh, sign off for the night. And um, what, whenever we record next, we will let you guys know, because we don't know what our schedule is going to be for the next few weeks or so. But um, let's go ahead and look up. We got tomorrow. We have, uh, it will be Drew Hutchison versus Ross Stripling. At 3.07 p.m., which I've said it once, I said it in the last pad, that is a weird time for a ball game. Yeah, it definitely is. I don't know what it is lately with all these weird times. Well, I know that that 3.07 start is a Toronto-only thing. They don't, they're like the only team that does that time, and it never makes sense to me. No. So yeah, there'll be Drew Hutchison versus Ross Stripling tomorrow. That one's really a toss-up, but I'd probably 
I, I mean, because Stripling has not been, like, the guy he was his rookie year with the Dodgers, but, like, you could make an argument that Drew Hutchison can actually deal for oh, once. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing pretty good, so I guess we'll see what happens tomorrow. And then, obviously, it's, um, Sunday mor- Sunday afternoon, you've got another game on Peacock. That game will be at 12.05 p.m., so right at noon. You've got Garrett Hill versus Jose Barrios. And like I said in the last pod, those guys have both have ERAs over five, so that's going to be a toss-up. Yeah, definitely will be. I mean, I won't be able to watch that one, so but I'll be very, I'll be paying close attention to that one on the app. Yeah, it's going to be, and then we got the Twins for three, and the the uh, app here does not show who's going to pitch, but I have to guess it probably would be Scooble on Monday because I don't think that, um, I don't think even if with all these trade rumors flying around, I don't think they're going to skip his start for that necessarily. I definitely, I feel like he'll be playing Monday. I guess we'll see, but. Yeah, we should get some sort of like notice from uh, AJ, probably be tomorrow or Sunday that'll, say what the plans are and um hopefully we can have a respectable ball club when they come back to play the Rays next weekend especially with the uh, Sweet Lou's number retirement which which will be nice to see I just hope I want to say this before we go I really hope because I assume Al would probably be there for that I really hope they boo him like they I, he deserves to get booed yeah I mean it already happened with what the 3,000th celebration when he was there. It was heavier than that, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, and if it happened, if he is there, it definitely will be happening, so. So, yeah, I'll be there for that one, I believe. I'll have to, and then uh, hopefully, one of these days, we, both of us will go out to a game and we'll make a special pod just for that, like, on our experiences for that game, I believe. So, We'll keep you guys updated on the show that we're going to do with the show. We're kind of just experimenting with a bunch of stuff. But um, thanks for listening, everybody. You got anything yep. else left? Just that we appreciate the sport, support, and we hope you enjoy this one. All right. Thanks for listening, guys.